got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I've been reading all the work, I've been doing better work, and I've been shutting down stars. And welcome to this week's Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales podcast and TV show for, for closers. Uh, we have a special episode for you today. It's a holiday re- episode, right, Richie? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so Happy holidays. it's going to be a fun program. We're going to talk about starting your own business and, and kind of what leads you to that. Is it a, a good decision? Is it a crazy decision? Is it a fun decision? We're here with Ryan Rogers, the hey, founder and for- CEO of... Text Locate. Text Locate. Thanks for inviting me on. You bet. And we have some some great comments from LinkedIn. Uh, yep. LinkedIn post that I, I did yesterday. So, yeah, Richie. Let's get to it. I think there's a lot of good material in this episode. A lot of good comments from LinkedIn. And uh, I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. Yeah, so so it's really all about, you started your own business not too long ago. When, when did you start Text Locate? Uh, officially July 1st. July 1st. So yeah. not, not quite, but almost six months in. So really early. It's always fun in the early days. It it is fun it, as we talk in the future. You know, a little bit. Yeah. Fast forward when we start talking about the ups and downs. It, oh. It's got its ups and downs. <laughs> One day you think you're doing everything great, and five minutes later you think you're doing the worst job ever. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Yeah. It's not even Very daily. Much. Daily roller coaster. It's a, like a minute oh, by it, minute roller coaster. I, I would I would put it about you know kind of like your calendar. You in thirty minute blocks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> For me, luckily, um, being able to found it here and in, in an industry that I've been mm-hmm. passionate about for 20 plus years is awesome. And the fact that it's here in Freight Alley and I was able to drive right over and be here in the studio is is um, yep. is great. Just my office is just right down the street. Awesome. And we've all started a business on our own. We have. We, we have. We have. So you all have all... been much, much more successful than myself. But I think we've all well, learned some things. You know what? Oh, you always learn. Yeah, yeah. You learn from the biggest challenges is what I've always learned the most. Uh, you do. And it's, you know, you were saying right before we went on air, you know, you, you can get an MBA in a, a lot of different ways. And you it's can. all going to cost you. Yes, that's exactly right. And I, I think the, <laughs> it's probably a more valuable MBA uh, failing at your first business or your second, you know, the failures or, uh, and I said that in quotes, because you never really failed unless you quit. Mm-hmm. Right, Richie? Yeah, and I think, you know, before you even get to the point of failing, we were talking about this earlier, why even start? And, and that the, the first word of that question is so important, why? Why are you starting a business? Why are you taking risks? Why are you putting yourself out there and setting yourself up for the sleepless nights and the, the roller coaster that can happen 30 seconds to 30 seconds? You know, why are you doing that to, to begin with? Yeah, and I'll answer that first, and then we'll go over to Ryan. I mean, the reason why I, I did it is because of those sleepless nights. I, I couldn't sleep. That's all I could think about. I was just obsessed with it, and I, I really didn't feel like I had a, a choice in the matter. I just had to do it. I had to see what happens, you know? I was just experimenting a little bit around, you know, writing things down on bar napkins, right? And then I, I kind of did it like a six, eight-page kind of detailed, you know, this is what I'm going to do, and it was really to get partners. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to get help. And I think I'm the only person who's ever read that document because no one else read it. But I didn't organize <laughs> my thoughts. How about you? What, what was the moment you said, I, I, I just have to do this? I don't have a choice in the matter. Well, I think it's like you mentioned. It's just it's the feeling you have. If you have that entrepreneurialism and you're just if you have that in your blood, it just kind of draws to you to take advantage of that and go for that opportunity. But I think it was just uh, for me, um, being that our particular tools in the logistics space and when I was um, building it out, when it, when we 
played around. We first got it to work, and we knew that there was. It wasn't like we were developing something to find mm -hmm. a problem. There was a problem that we identified different than most people viewed that. And I think when it kind of worked, it wasn't pretty, but it like re the result is this yeah. worked, and it was super easy. That's just that's when it really just got me um, really excited, and that adrenaline and the fired up, and say, okay, timing's right in my career. Timing's right with um, with where I'm at and the opportunity, the market conditions. Um, and then when I was able to verify that, you know, get a little bit of encouragement from a few people that, yeah, there really is a need. Mm -hmm. That's just that's when I really got energized to do it and said, I got to go for it. Yeah. When, when someone when you make that first sell, yeah. there really is no going back. No, not you know, at all. That first dollar you in can. the door. Yes. You're, you're just off to the races and, and you start on that. Really right. Well, ride. for me, is it, when I made that commitment is I can remember it literally like it was five minutes ago. I was sitting at the house in my home office. And I did that first post on LinkedIn that says, we're launching and here we are and here's what, we do, what we're doing. That was the commitment when mm -hmm. I was like, hey, there's no turning back at this point. Yeah. Richie, well, answer your own question. Oh, man. It's, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that there is a need and you identify a need and I know a solution. I have a solution for this issue. It's not that you were seeking a problem or trying to find a problem and say like, okay, I can, I can create a problem and then create a solution and then make money off of that because now it feels like the money is like the, the key priority there. But I think if you see a problem and you're like, I know a way to, to drive value to a, an organization or an industry, I can do something that's going to make things better. That's an intrinsic kind of slow burn motivation that can drive you through whatever is standing in your way. Um, and you know, I've felt some of that in travel when we were starting to put together our trips, which were culinary experiences mm -hmm. combined with you know hiking expeditions and biking expeditions and active vacations, and um, it was it was a tremendous learning experience. But same sort of thing. Like I think this is something that is going to uh, make people's lives a little bit better in in, in the form of travel or, or a type of travel that can bring that out of people and. Uh, that's why we jumped into mm -hmm. it. We just couldn't quite get the, the ball rolling like we wanted it. No, it, it happens. It, it's a struggle to, to do that. Well, let's go do a, a couple of LinkedIn messages that, that we got uh, yesterday. Here's the first one. Uh, Matt Parker from the Nevada State Legislative Board. I can't speak from experience, but the owner of a local distillery, distillery told me it started with notes on a bar napkin. The journey required a stop at the Nevada Legislature on the way to enact a law allowing for craft distilleries in the state. And if we go to the next one, Matt Leffler here, uh, start with the customer, know what you're best at, never lose focus on the customer. And that kind of goes back to, well, it does go back to my LinkedIn post uh, last night about detailed business plan or notes on a bar napkin. I know it's, 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 it's kind of a dichotomy. It's somewhere in the middle, I know, but how detailed of a plan do you really need to do to to do anything? Well, I think it, it depends on the capital investment. It depends on what your plans are. For uh, for me, it was really, there was an opportunity. I saw it. I've been in the industry for a long time. I've experienced this problem, so I mm -hmm. felt really good about it. So I didn't do a very detailed plan. I mean, I had the plan in my mind of how I'm going to execute, who I'm going to call customers, and um, just driving that the needs there and the product actually works um, is what gave me uh, that commitment, but it wasn't a it wasn't a drawn out plan. Um, I don't have it like when I do my sales pitches right now. The first thing I say, we don't have a PowerPoint. We don't we don't do mm -hmm. that. We want to we built something that's uh, you use every day and a product that you, wants to be you know second nature and it's 
kind of like we don't teach people how to these days how to use iPhones. You just start using the product. Um, so for us, it wasn't a very detailed plan at TechLookup. Okay. What about you, Richie? It, it, I think you fact, have a detailed plan. It, it's different for everybody, right? And mm -hmm. I think about you know Josh Waitzkin's book, Art of Learning. He talks about uh, things that can help people get into the zone, right? Whatever that mental zone is, where those creative juices start flowing, uh, ideas start crystallizing, you start making connections. For some people, that zone, entering into that zone, may be in the environment of being at a bar or being somewhere where you grab a napkin and we're mm -hmm. in that zone and let's let's capture that. For other individuals, it's in the process of putting together that detailed plan and getting into that mental space where they're putting together that plan is their way into that zone. So I think you have to know who you are and know how you yourself can trigger yourself to get into those mental zones where your creativity is at its peak and you can capture all of that. I think some people it differs too with what research they need to do, like you're, mm -hmm. you're talking about. Some industries where they're looking for a lot of change and it's an older industry and they're looking at stagnant change, that may be where they probably do more research um, mm -hmm. than maybe you or I did, Kevin. But um, Yeah, I, I did a little bit of research. You know, I wrote the little, you know, six, eight page business plan type thing, but it was mostly the, the, the product fit. You know, right. is, does this product make sense? Because everything else after that, I had no idea at all how to do. I didn't know how to build a website, didn't know how to have people download samples, you know, hook into a MailChimp or another right. another type of thing. I, I didn't know, I had to learn all of it as I, as I went, right? And collect leads and, and do all of that as I went. So there's no plan for that. If you don't yeah. know how to do it to, to begin with, you just start going out and doing it and figure out, figure it out or we're not really. Yeah, I was sharing that same exact, literally that same conversation yesterday mm -hmm. uh, with a friend online. We were on a, um, you know, a, a Google Meets talking about he's trying to promote his product and drive his brand recognition. And I was like, you just, I know you're really good at, the, like, for example, building the tech or building out, mm -hmm. you know, what you're doing that's catching attention. But how do you get that first sale? How do you start, you know, just take a simple to-do list and write down like 10 things I need to do or five today and just start chipping away at it. And then that will start um, the flywheel spinning. Yeah, and Freight Tech Today, get your opinion on this. How important is revenue and customers as opposed to a grand tech plan? Like a five-year in the future, this is how everything's going to be. Don't yeah. worry about revenue today. I think what it depends think? on the size and the type of product. Like mm -hmm. we, we built, um, we designed very much a, a really hands-on product that a freight broker on the floor could use immediately. We have a freemium top product so you can sign up. So for me, it was just making sure that the tech was to the MVP level and then start securing customers. And especially those customers um, that are, you know, are going to be on the leading edge that are willing to see mm -hmm. you through that and help service your business. I had a customer Literally, I showed them the product in the first month that we launched, and the customer said, we've got three different pricing plans. And he said, hey, I don't um, really necessarily need the middle plan, but I know it gives you a little more revenue, and I believe yeah. in what you're doing. And so that really goes a long ways because people don't um, – I don't think people expect the product to be perfect. They know – they've got mm -hmm. IT departments. They know that there's issues, and it's um, things you got to work through and, and develop. And we've had a, a very good customer group that has supported us. But we're also rolling out sprints every two weeks and we're rolling out new features and some may be features and some may be kind of cleanup items and things like that every couple of weeks and every month. So I think it is a balance and it probably depends on the scope of the product you're, you're, you're needing because I think some people do develop a lot of products um, 
for an extended period of time to launch that are bigger. But I would be cautious with that because I think timing is important. If you feel mm -hmm. like it's it's important, you've got the product, get it to that MVP level, and and I would start selling immediately and getting customer buy-in. Even if you need to find some customers to offer free trials, mm -hmm. just get get some feedback on that product. Because you, you need that feedback. You do. Because you, well, you think your building is awesome, and no matter what yeah. you build, it's great to you. But does the customer... Um, does the customer appreciate that? And when we talked earlier about customer um, needs and keeping the customer first, I mean, from my time I spent at Amazon, I mean, they are customer obsessed, you know, 150%. And so um, when I get feedback about the product or somebody's like, I don't like this or I want this or that as far as feature opportunities and enhancements, I mean, it's nice and simple. We just, I just keep a list. And the more, the, the more of the same thing that comes up and then the time that we can develop that, then we prioritize those first for yeah. For their customers. I mean, we've had customers ask us something and we we're like, okay, two days, we've turned it around. And it may be something little here or there, uh, but it makes a big difference and they realize that and appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That's huge. I mean, it's real easy to, when you start having some success and you start seeing yourself as the hero of this story, right? Like, look, look at what we're doing. You always have to keep that perspective that the customer's the real mm -hmm. benefactor and hero of the story and, and who you're Absolutely. wanting to support. That, that goes a long way. And what I've always found, the, the customer will tell you exactly what they want to buy. Yeah. You know? All you, and that's the reason why it's important, whether it's free trials or revenue or mm -hmm. whatever, to get user engagement, because they will tell you exactly what they'll buy, and it's your job to, to match that up as much as possible. Let's go to the next uh, LinkedIn message uh, from last night. Andy Hedrick. You know Andy Ryan, do. don't you? Andy's uh, doing a great job for us. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a hustler. Andy is. He's been on our, our show. Yes, you, yeah. you were co-host then. Uh, very nice. If you're bootstrapping, you can scratch it out on a napkin with a good idea of the market size and margins. But if you want to get a private equity or a bank involved, you need a pitch deck with a pro forma, reference research of the total addressable market, and an explanation of how the solution fills a gap in the market. My two cents. Very good two cents there, Andy. And uh, he's exactly right. And this kind of goes back to a detailed business plan or bar napkin. If it's just you, yourself, you're, I, I think every business should start off on a bar napkin, at least the first initial idea. Yeah. And it should fit on, what is it, four by six? We were just talking about this right. earlier. Four by six. I mean, that's all you need to, to start. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, then you progress through. Yeah, I bet if exactly. you look, look yeah. back even at Freightways, I bet Craig would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when he looked at, okay, here's my idea and here's the vision, and you can have a short term and a long term, but just here's how it looks and let's get going. Yeah, it, it should take you uh, a couple months or thinking about something or mm -hmm. getting started before you ever really put down any semblance of, of a proper plan, especially a financial forecast. And if you're not going out trying to raise money, there's there's no sense in spending all the time uh, with these detailed financial statements right. of an idea. Isn't it ironic that it goes from a bar napkin to a full you know, like pitch deck? Right. Mm -hmm. so, so you go from a bar napkin to, you know, however long that deck is, you know, 20 pages or whatever. But then you need to come all the way back down to a bar napkin for your elevator speed, uh, you know, pitch to be able to correctly communicate it to somebody and have them mm -hmm. quickly understand. Because a regular person is not going to read through 20 pages. Right? <laughs> no. So you have to kind of do this full circle exercise. Yeah. And private equity firms aren't going to, to go through that. you, you got to be able to, to say it in 30 seconds or less. Yeah. Your, your elevator pitch, right? Yep. To get the concept, and then you move into to everything that's a little bit more detailed. Let's go to the next LinkedIn message, Michael Fulham. He's just <laughs> uh, he just started a freight brokerage, Sandtable. He's going to need more napkins, so he's going through the experience right now. 
uh, Hillman is his co-founder over there doing their, their own freight brokerage. It's, you know, starting a freight brokerage is not an easy thing. No, it's a tough, it's it, a tough it, challenge. So. It is, and these principles go with that too, you know? I Absolutely. Mean, what is going to resonate in the market? What niche are you really going to attack? Because you can't be all things to all people. No, I think you got to figure out what's going to identify you a little bit different than the rest of the crowd and the rest of the group. So, And you need to, to define what success means to you. Yeah, everybody has different success. There's, yeah. there's lots of people that want to get to um, get a, you know, to the first stage or two, and they're mm -hmm. very comfortable and they like that, and they like the ability to run their own business. And then some people want to build it really big with large teams. So mm -hmm. it depends on where you want to take that and what you're comfortable with. Yeah, do you want to be a unicorn, or do you want a cash flow business, or yep. you know, it, it's really do you want to hit singles, doubles, triples? Do you want to strike everybody out, Richie? Success isn't black and white. Right? There's it's different not. levels of success, you mm -hmm. know, and I think we've all had success to some degree, right? We it's, have, yeah. And so I think it's important to keep that in mind. It's not like you just wake up one day and you hit one sales figure and you're like, well, we're successful. We can <laughs> shut everything down. Like we're, we've, we've, we've achieved success. Like it's success is a, it's an infinite game, like Simon Sinek would say. Mm -hmm. It's something that you're always striving for that you can never quite grasp. Yeah, you go to that first customer. Now you need the second one. You got the, the MVP. Now you got to get a little bit further and it never ends. Never. Never. Right? It's infinite. It, it, it is, is the infinite game. It's a problem if you wake up and you start saying, you know, Greg Maddox used to say, if my mechanics ever feel really, really good, I'm really concerned. You know, that was his big problem is if he didn't know what to work on. You know, that, that yeah. was a much yeah. bigger problem than knowing where my problem is. You know, and I think it's the same sort of thing in, in sales and in business, right? Like, you're always trying to get more success, mm -hmm. but if you start saying, okay, we've, we've done it, now that's, that's a scary place to be in. And I'll ask you this question. If you come in one day, text locate, you know, it could be today, it could be tomorrow, and things are calm, does that freak you out? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I like it when it's calm on the system side. <laughs> but true, true. On the customer side, yeah, if it's too calm, it, it, I think it's just how we're wired, our DNA. Mm -hmm. Like, calm is not us. Like, I want to be like, how do we keep going to the next level? How do we improve the product? Mm -hmm. How do we get the next customer? How do we yeah. share that out? So um, being, you know, easily satisfied, I don't, I don't think comes well um, for those like us that start their own businesses and, and really just try to continue building it. So yeah, too quiet doesn't work for, not for long. Mm -hmm. um, it, it should be a little chaotic. Yeah. There should it, it be just, some, something, some new problem to solve, some solution to come up with. There's gotta be something. Yes, always. Each and every day. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You got to have movement. Things got to be in. in they, they do. They got to be working. Let's um, go to, to Chris Jolly. The next one. Notes on a scratch pad for me, and that's I, I can believe it's Chris Jolly. I mean, oh just, yeah, Chris has got a great story. Yeah, he just went out and started doing it. You know, it doesn't take a lot of plan, yeah. planning, right? If you just go out and start doing it. And then Steve Ferrar, good friend here at Freight Waves and host of Navigating B two B. First thing I did was have some custom file folders made, shiny and beautiful with the company name and logo. I never use the file folders for putting papers in. Rather, I use the inside of the file folder to draw, sketch out my dreams, names of top clients I wanted. And I took that folder everywhere I went. When it was time to start, that folder gave me 100% of the confidence to open it up. That's a good, that's, that's that's a good, good. one. Yeah, it's, it goes back to what you said earlier, what gets you fired up and what gets you excited. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all about motivation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Long-term motivation. Yeah. 
So text locate was that something that you came up with, uh, kind of kind of your last gig with with Covenant, and, and saw the need on the brokerage floor. Uh, I did, yeah. Started, so yeah. it's it, it's accumulating um, really even back to at, at US Express the the constant challenge with. I mean, I could I would sit there in my office and I'd have things going on, and I spent a lot of time. You don't you don't usually learn a lot about the business sitting in your office. So I spent probably half or more of the time sitting on the floor talking to people, understanding it. Uh, literally, when I started in the business, I was sitting in a little cube beside everybody because I wanted to hear everything. Mm -hmm. And when you listen to what's going on, you could hear the frustrations of, oh, I've got to call that driver back. Oh, I can't get in touch with them. What's their location? Are they running on time? Because really what you're trying to find out is all the visibility tools. You're really trying to make sure, check all the boxes that most of the freight's okay mm -hmm. and identifying the ones that could have issues because that's the ones customers are going to complain about. Um, and I remember going through an experience. I had a customer at um, this one that was very memorable at US Express that it was two loads, extremely hot. We wanted tracking updates all weekend. Could not get the drivers to respond. They wouldn't answer the phone calls, whatever. So I was buying time. I was very transparent with the customer. Mm -hmm. They got a little nervous. What do you mean you haven't hurt? And I was like, this is not uncommon. It, it, it is common. But seeing that, so that's where um, experiencing those things and listening to, to a lot of brokers on the floor needing that and the track and trace teams and the concerns um, of having, how do we create a, a product that's a little easier to mm -hmm. use and is um, you know very simple and get really good feedback from drivers because they don't have to, in our particular case, we're a gap filler. So we like um, the apps and the products that are on the market. We don't have conversation with customers saying, please quit using this product. We're like, no, use it as much as you can. Mm -hmm. We're kind of going from, we're kind of digitizing the phone call, making it yep. better and making it more powerful with two-way chat and location visibility all via text. So it's the gap filler so that you need those uh, handful of check, check calls. But it definitely resonated from years and years of being in the industry and hearing all these things. And then with tech that has changed and capabilities mm -hmm. that, uh, that we could assemble, it just, that came, came together and was like, oh wait, we got a solution that we can come together for this particular uh, particular need. And so it's timing. all those pieces came together. Yeah, yeah and timing, timing right? Mm -hmm. Take a lot of stuff and put timing on it because you can't forget about the timing. How about you? Yeah, I mean, addressing I, me. That, that makes a lot of sense. Like listening, listening to you know, what you're saying there because technology at its best empowers people and makes people better. It doesn't replace people. No. It's, it's nothing mm -hmm. like that, but it's something that is allowing people to do their job more effectively and more efficiently. Uh, and that's, that's where you see in a lot of tech come out in freight because a lot of inefficiencies in the freight industry. And, there, and that means there's a lot of opportunities for tech to come along and, and empower people. So. Um, one quick question, and now we just have a few minutes left. Um, if someone's looking to start a business, do they need to jump in to the deep end of the pool, drop everything, devote their ever waking moment to pursuing that? Or should they hedge their bets a little bit and run it as a side gig while they have a full-time job to test out that MVP and make sure that it's going to have some legs to run with? Like, what are y'all's thoughts on, on that? I think you, um, I think it's okay to start with the MVP and kind of test it. And that's um, similar to a little bit of what I did. Um, but I think once you get that MVP and you really feel like it is working, we are different. The market has this demand for it. I think you really have to jump in. I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of work to build any kind of business, big or small, and you really have to make that commitment. I don't think that it's something that you could, you could still have some other side hustles or something that's helping drive a little bit of income while you're building it and developing it. Um, but to truly get into it, I think you gotta, you gotta jump in. 
but you can decide when to jump in. It doesn't mean that you're yeah. like, hey, I got this idea tonight. I'm just going to um, quit my job and start this tomorrow. <laughs> Take some time, get it going, you know, talk to people in the in your industry or your market or whatever, get some, you know, fill some things out. Um, so, and then like, for example, if you're building a product, you can build that on your, you know, mm-hmm. at night and weekends and things like that. But then once you've kind of really think you've got that for first customer um, and you think it's scalable, I think you go for it. I, I do. I, I agree with that. At some point, you just jump in. Keep your job as long as you can. It Keep helps. your day job. It, it, it helps. But when you're about to get fired because you're spending all your time yep. and energy and not really showing up mentally <laughs> because you're working on your, your, your side business, it's probably time it's to, one, to, to like, get out. Don't leave too soon, but don't leave too late. Like Find yeah. that balance where it's the right time. I, I guess when, when you just absolutely feel like feel the need like you have to. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been a great conversation, right? Yeah, thank Thanks you for, for dropping in. Thanks, Kevin, and, and and talking. And how does uh, how does our audience learn more about Text Locate? Yeah, it's very simple. Just go to textlocate.com, and then you can reach out to me anytime at Ryan at textlocate.com. We've got a lot of stuff on our website. Um, our products free to use, so sign up for a free account uh, right there on our website. We appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. And thank for you. all of us here at Put That Coffee Down, you know, certainly happy holidays. You know, have a great Christmas holiday season, New Year's. Uh, we won't have a show next week, but we'll be back in January with some, some great guests. But uh, with that, take care and happy holidays. I got friends, only want to talk business. I got expenses, because winning is expensive. I got expenses, because